Hey everyone, this is Aaron Coors, one of the co-organizers of Change Cafe, a grassroots community dedicated to having meaningful conversations about change. I have a question for you. Who are you, really? If you're like most people, within the first couple sentences, if not the first or second sentence, you're going to mention something about what you do from eight to five, what your job is, your professional title. While our work lives take so much out of our daily waking hours, I do wonder, especially given this first segment of Change Cafe, where we've discussed with many people about how they've changed careers, if that one experience, one current or past or future job title should really be at the forefront of who we are personally and part of our personal identity in large part. Many of the guests we've discussed career changes with who have not just changed their jobs or employers, but also their what they were doing entirely and maybe went from one industry to something completely different have talked about that existential crisis that a lot of people experience during COVID. And I'd say, I would say many people experience at what's called the midlife crisis of, I don't know if I want to be doing this. This takes up so much time, work in my life, and I'm either not 100% passionate about it or there is some key thing that I think that could be better about my work experience. And so I'm going to look for something else and maybe something that I've never done before. And I think there is a sort of mental block that goes along with searching for something completely new, because if who you are and how you define yourself, not just to other people, but to yourself, is so much based on your work life and your professional life, searching for something that you don't know. And if you quit your job without having one lined up is, is scary. And I would know about that myself. I have quit a job without having one lined up twice. And both times it was something that I had to work myself up to to do and to put in that resignation letter and to say to people who asked what I was doing, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not certain what that next chapter looks like professionally, but I'm still me. I'm still a person. I'm still Aaron. I think of myself as a lifelong learner and someone who's going to reach in every situation. And when I say reach, I mean, use what's around me to reach for a goal, whether it's a short-term one or a long-term one, and whether it's educational or professional or personal, I'm going to utilize, especially the human resources around me. So whatever, wherever I go, whatever I do, those are the the skill sets and the characteristics and the personality traits that I'm going to take with me and I consider define me as a person, not one work experience I've listed on LinkedIn.
When I first came back from grad school abroad, I received a international relations master's from a school in Ireland. I thought I would only be at home in my hometown of Hickory, North Carolina, which is a small southern manufacturing town, for a summer with my parents. I thought I was going to apply to a international affairs entry-level job, probably in Washington, D.C. or New York City, where they're mostly located. And then I was going to get out of there and go on to lead a cosmopolitan and global-focused, politics-driven life. I thought because of my education and degree from a school abroad, that that would immediately separate me from the volume of other applicants and I would receive a job offer pretty quickly. However, this was not true as I only received a handful of interviews and no job offers by the end of the summer. At the same time, I realized that I had other obligations that may require my attention and keep me in Hickory. I am adopted and I've always felt like many adoptees, a special connection with my parents. I think that a lot of adopted people know in their hearts that the people you call your parents are certainly parents in the sense that they've given you everything like every other parent would or or does, but they're also at base a substitute caretaker. And that makes them special because they took you in, they went out in the world and found you and raised you as their own children, as if you were their biological child. Therefore, I have always wanted to do something special for my parents that was unique to what most people who aren't adopted do for their parents. Something that would show my appreciation to them. Living at home with my parents, I didn't see it as, of course, it was financially beneficial to someone looking for a job and not really sure where they were going with their career, but I saw it as a way to give back to them by supporting them in just being there in person at dinner and other times when I was home and I found that I wanted to stay there with them for the time being. I also had a sibling who needed a little extra help to become independent as a young adult. I was happy to stay home and help them in various ways, including helping them cope with a lot of emotional stress. Interestingly, my assistance of my sibling to navigate becoming a more independent adult, including helping them to use public transit, actually later resulted in me making a connection, a professional connection. And that professional connection ultimately helped me find a full-time job, but more on that later. So now I had two reasons to stay in Hickory, my parents, and my sibling. Professionally, I was disillusioned with international affairs, and I was honestly a little depressed because I had spent years knowing that I wanted to be involved in politics, 
but wasn't sure how that was going to materialize and sought a international relations master's in the hope that I would find something in global politics. So I turned my focus in the fall to making some interim money as a substitute teacher at the local school district where I went to school as elementary student. I realized in helping students access learning every day at a different school that I had a knack with children and I have always had fond memories of being in the classroom as a student myself. So being in the classroom as a teacher was purposeful. I began to wonder, because I had a knack with children and loved education, that if teaching wasn't a natural fit for a long-term career, and that I could start saying that I was Aaron Coors, comma, teacher. I began to see substitute teaching as a precursor to full-time teaching and networked with principals Other teachers asked them what their experiences were like when I was in their school. I also took a part-time position as a book bus assistant on a mobile library for the school district. We were providing books to students in low-income neighborhoods. Later, I look back on this as the beginning of my love for community outreach and grassroots projects, which to me are defined by someone going and meeting people where they are and providing services or resources to them, information, rather than asking people to come to you for those things. The book bus was also the superintendent's special initiative or brainstorm. And so I was able to have a lot of leeway in terms of what I was doing operationally to build that program and to market it to the community. So I was able to build project management and public relations skill sets, as well as network and develop a positive rapport with the superintendent. This positive rapport later resulted in the superintendent asking me to fill a position as a social studies and civics and government teacher for a magnet school in his district, a position that I held for only a semester. In that semester, I learned that I loved teaching and education and facilitating learning, but I much rather and preferred the outreach and community engagement that the book bus job provided rather than being inside of a classroom as a full-time teacher. So at the end of the semester, I handed in my resignation letter, immediately followed by a period of almost a year where I felt like I wandered around in a cloud, not knowing what to do or where to go. This is where things get a little controversial because, of course, the age-old wisdom when it comes to quitting a job or trying something new is that you should wait until you have a job lined up before you quit your your current position. Of course, part of this is financial, and because I was still living at home with my parents, I didn't have to worry about that as much. But but there is also the legitimate concern that when you go to apply to 
other opportunities, recruiters and hiring managers will see your gap in employment as an inability to hold a stable job for a period of time. However, I am a person who does things in unconventional ways and is not afraid of change. So I embarked on this adventure of what felt like was going backward at times as I had already been a substitute teacher and this time substitute teaching just to make interim cash with no real prospect of wanting to teach full time felt like all the magic was gone. I still enjoyed working with kids, but I knew that my heart was somewhere else. I began to focus on my volunteer and community organizing work. I put together seminars focused on topics of interest for the public and asked a speaker to share their subject matter expertise with the community in Hickory. Engaging with influencers and leaders in a field was much more my passion and what I found purpose in. So I leaned into that. I began to go to other people's community events, got to know elected officials and others who were making an impact in the area. I watched them. I asked them questions and put a bug in their ear that I was looking for a job in community affairs, but wasn't quite sure how that would materialize. At a local community event that was a ribbon cutting for a history museum's new exhibition, I told the executive director who I had known through volunteer work. And when I told her I was looking for a job, her eyes immediately lit up and she told me to send her my resume and I was later hired part-time to work at the History Museum as a visitor services coordinator. Though this wasn't a job that I thought would be long-term or that I necessarily wanted to be full-time, I took the position as basically a enhanced greeter for people who were visiting the museum because I saw it as an opportunity to grow, grow my skill sets and learn new things. In that position, I had some contact with the local public relations representative of the Transit Authority. We worked together on a project to market the museum as a destination on the bus routes. It was a great PR piece to put in my portfolio, but afterward I did not think much of it. Later in the year, I was able to embark on a semester-long fellowship at the North Carolina Institute of Political Leadership, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that trains people to run for office and hold public elected office in a ethical and productive way. I would not have been able to do this or to be as engaged in it as it took place across the state of North Carolina if I had a full-time job. During the week, I was continuing to be a substitute teacher at various schools in the county. I started seeing the teacher's table at lunch and the teacher's lounge as a great place to network. I made it a point every day to talk to at least one person, whether it was a student, a staff person like a custodian, or the principal about my career search. 
I told them that my name was Aaron, that I had been a teacher, but was looking to get out of education and work in the community as relates to civics and politics, and if asked if they had any ideas. Of course, everyone has ideas. And though not all of those ideas were something that provided me with immediate return, the synergy that's created when you have a conversation with someone who is open to having a discussion about something serious and they can tell that you value what they're going to say was useful because I was able to glean gold nuggets of wisdom from people who might not have had a career in politics or government, but may have had some life wisdom that I could take with me. Toward November, I was starting to get a little bit anxious as it had almost been a full calendar year of, yes, adventures and learning that I might not have been able to have if I had a full-time job, but confusion and, again, that identity crisis that goes along with, I don't have a job. What am I doing? Who am I? Around Thanksgiving, I received a message from the public relations representative from the Transit Authority saying that she was vacating her job and she wondered if I was interested. She remembered me not just from the marketing partnership that we had embarked on when I worked at the History Museum, but also when I was helping my sibling use public transit and navigate the bus routes because I had tweeted at her, the Transit Authority, to provide some positive feedback. When she told me her role consisted of engaging both bus riders and local leaders to support and use public transit, I said, yes, please. I interviewed for the position and started in late December. I worked at the Transit Authority for over two and a half years, which for a millennial almost Gen Zer is an eternity. It really was the perfect job at the perfect time. I was able to build operational programs like taking transit to the polls, as well as grow my skill sets as a grassroots community organizer and trying to find new audiences who might use transit. Around the two and a half year mark, I realized that I had reached the ceiling of that position in terms of what I could learn. So I started looking for another job. I found one in marketing at the local hospital At that point, after being a community organizer who was involved in many initiatives in the Hickory metro area, I had the reputation to where when I applied for that job, people took my credentials seriously. It was a great way for me to learn marketing from a different perspective, a corporate one, and also from a healthcare standpoint, which is a huge part of human service. At the end of eight or nine months of working at the hospital, I realized that I had come a long way in my journey professionally and in the community, as well as personally. It was time for me to find a new community where I could grow from a bigger scale. As before, life works out exactly how it should. I was able to move to Washington, D.C., a town that was perfect for my political interests as well as personal growth. I had at that point lived with my parents for five years after grad school and felt like I had given them at least a half decade of support of being there in person. Professionally, I had worked in several industries and had lots of volunteer and community building experience under my belt. 
I felt like I knew everyone in the community. I had worked or volunteered or partnered with every organization in some way. Maybe I was born a DC person without knowing it, but I had become accustomed to doing new things all of the time. So when I reached a point when I felt like I had done a lot of things in the Hickory community, I knew it was time to move on to a bigger one. That, I suppose, is why I'm sharing my perspective, because my identity over time, as I've realized it and come to be more confident in it, is not in a single professional experience or title or job, but in rather change itself. Because if we don't keep learning and keep being open to things changing, and they will inevitably, that's the only thing that's a constant in life is change, then we can't grow as a person. A couple months before I packed up a suitcase and moved to Washington, D.C., I was at the hospital for Christmas helping to feed some of the doctors and nurses who were working the holiday. And at the stoplight before I got to the hospital, I opened the window, which is sort of a spontaneous, maybe stupid thing to do in the end of Dece- at the end of December. And this, of course, gust of cold air came into the car. And I had this spiritual awareness that these were the winds of change. Something was going to change, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next day, but sometime in the near future. Three months after that, I quit my job at the hospital. And for the second time, I moved in with a relative in Washington, D.C., and wasn't really sure where I was headed, but knew that I loved community work as relates to politics and government especially. I was open to where the path led. As I've discussed in a previous episode of Change Cafe, the rest is history, as they say, because I ultimately did find a job and benefited in my personal life as well as I became more independent. In life, it will always seem like your personal, professional, and other aspects in your human existence will be messy and conflict. You won't have time or the patience to deal with all of them at once. Yet, if you take a moment to stop and consider, especially your human resources around you, your goals professionally and otherwise are easy to achieve. They're reachable if you truly lean into them and are open to advice from anyone and help from anyone. So lean into your surroundings, use your human resources, the people around you who you love, and place your identity not on a particular job title, but rather the ability of you to grow, learn, and change. Thanks for listening to Change Cafe. Please like and subscribe to us on Spotify as a free podcast, as well as on Facebook.com slash Change Cafe DC. That's Facebook.com slash Change Cafe DC.